Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. Daryl Ryder with Andy Baskin. A quick reminder, hey, mobile sports betting is finally legal here in the state of Ohio, and BetQL is here to help you make the most informed bets possible. See all of today's best bets, live data, trends, projections, player prop values, and more by heading to BetQL.com or downloading the BetQL app. Claim your free three-day trial today. Head to betql.com slash news slash 92.3 the fan for exclusive sportsbook offers. Again, he's Daryl and I'm Andy. It's always game day in Cleveland. It's a post-game edition as the Browns fall to the Steelers by a final of 28-14. to um, Daryl, what do we have to look forward to this week? Let's start there. Yeah, well, on Monday, it'll be locker clean-out day in the morning uh, around 3.30 in the afternoon. That is when we will hear from head coach Kevin Stefanski as well as executive vice president of football operations and general manager Andrew Barry. And then, uh, you know, then we wait and, and see for, for staff changes. Maybe there'll be staff changes before they even take the podium, but um, that's what Monday is looking like so on our Tuesday morning podcast drop, we will be covering the uh, the post mortem uh, that took place uh, in Berea Monday morning and Monday afternoon. What are we expecting? Just uh, from your point of view, what do you think we'll hear? Not a lot. I I, I'm ex- I yeah. I'm <laughs> when when do we ever really hear anything? You know what I'm saying? Like. I mean, I'm all, I've already heard the the tone from the locker room in Pittsburgh, and that's just basically, you know, hey, we're you know too good to to have the record that we have, and you know, this is going to bother us for a few weeks that we didn't make the playoffs yet. Basically, it's the same stuff we hear every year. So that's that's basically if you've paid attention to Browns post postseason locker cleanout, uh, autopsy style press conferences, yeah, pretty much going to be the same thing. I think on Monday. Daryl, let's just dive into the Steelers game real quick because they're going to keep rolling part- house, Andy. Let's let's remember that they're keeping all their. Oh, problems. that's right. They're, they're going to wait. Gonna come on. Right. They're going to wait. They're going to wait till they get Mary Kay on the phone. But until then, 
Got to keep everything in-house. Can't comment on anything. Keeping it in-house. All right. Well, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. So here's my question for you. Um, let's go back and talk about today's game because we knew that the Browns needed to start fast. And they had the opportunities. It looked like they had four. I mean, they got really lucky on the one yeah. touchdown called back, and that turned into a fumble. And they couldn't take advantage of those things. And um, I, I'm just – I just – I don't know. They played like a team that was playing out the street. I, I don't want to say they quit because I don't know that they quit. It's just, like you said, at the end of the game, it looked like everyone was just kind of ready to go home without saying they quit because I don't think they did. No, I don't think they did either. But I think after 18 weeks, they're like, ah, <laughs> I got, I got vacation plans Tuesday. <laughs> let's let's get out of here. Um, you're right. I, I I mean, they got lucky early in the game. Najee Harris should have had a touchdown. Uh, caught a break that Mike Tomlin did not ask for that to be reviewed with a challenge. Then um, I I just can't believe how bad the officiating. Yeah, I, I take that back. Yeah, I can. Because NFL officiating week in and week out sucks. Um <laughs> But the the face mask that didn't get called on Deshaun Watson was just atrocious. And then they made up for it with a with a a nonsense roughing the passer call that allowed the that helped the Browns you know score their second touchdown. I'll say this: I'm happy that Nick Chubb got over 1,500 yards for the season uh, to join Jim Brown as the only players in franchise history to do that. Although like Jim Brown did that in uh, fewer games. Uh, Amari Cooper, unfortunately, didn't get enough yardage to uh, surpass his career high uh, in yardage. He only had 51 yards of receiving just two catches. Um, you know, uh, Watson, you know, the two interceptions, the whole thing swung on that 20, 20 to nothing run that the Steelers had to, to take control of the football game. And that was pretty much lights out, obviously. Um, you know, Derek Watts one yard touchdown run was that was the knockout punch per se. But the game, the, I felt pretty safe with the game in hand at, at 20 to seven that this one was uh, going to go uh, the Steelers' way. Um, I thought David Njoku's touchdown was nice. I'm trying to think of some of the positive things from today. I mean, Denzel Ward got hurt again today. That sucks. Um, Jed Wills I, you know, got And then on the last play, Jed Wills, that sucks too with a minute to go in the game. Yeah. So, yeah, it, you know, to the to the offseason of undeserved and unbridled optimism, we go um, with with this team seven and ten. And like I said, second straight year that they regress under Kevin Stefanski. Uh, no leadership changes coming and they desperately need leadership changes. Um, and I I just I don't have an expectation that things are going to be much better next season. Right now, I, I don't. We'll, we'll see what Andrew Barry does to reshape the roster. Obviously, I think the defense is going to get worked over pretty good, right? Uh, and, and rebuilt. Kareem Hunt is not going to be back. And again, these are things that in future podcasts we're really going to dive into and nip, you know, pull apart and really, uh, you know, go deep on uh, the season that was. But just you know, uh, overall big picture, um, it wouldn't surprise me if they got rid of John Johnson the third this off season. Um, they're just, they, they, they've got a lot of work to do to get this where it, it needs to be because, um, they've learned the last two years talent just simply is not good enough to get you where you want to go. Um, it takes a lot more than that. And that is where they have, uh, you know, come woefully, uh, up short. And again, Watson, like 
you know, he was sacked six times, but there, I just feel like the sacks are going to be a cost of doing business. Historically, he gets sacked a lot. And a lot of that is a result of him extending plays. I think holding penalties. Yeah, I don't think that that's very Kevin Stefanski, though. Do you, Daryl? Like, yeah, I think well, Kevin wants him to throw the ball in the stands. Yeah. Well, I mean, but that, but again, you have to play to the players that you have. And that's what makes Deshaun Watson who he is. So you can't ask Deshaun Watson to be a round peg in a square hole or a square peg in a round hole or whatever the clue, however the, the saying goes. Um, you have to build around those players. And, and again, these are questions I have about Kevin Stefanski, right? Um, it, you know, I, I just, I, I don't like the way he uses players and personnel. I mean, my God, the Steelers used like six, six, seven, eight different guys running the football on Sunday. And the Browns used three. And I just... Yeah, I like I said, I, I go into this offseason with a ton of questions about Kevin Stefanski's competency to be a successful head coach in the National Football League. I, I really do. I like him personally. I like him professionally. I think he's a very intelligent offensive mind. Um, but I just feel like he's more of an offensive coordinator, Andy, than he is a leader of men and a head coach. I just that's just kind of how that's just how I feel about him. Um, let me ask you this because I don't. This is a question that doesn't get asked, especially if somebody like you is around assistant coaches. Who needs to stay? Bill Cal, like you worry about when you fire. Oh yeah, Bill yeah. Callahan. I mean, yeah, exactly. And you know, Bill Callahan, Stump Mitchell. Yeah. Um, you know, th those I think are like really the the top two guys that you want to hang around. Maybe Callahan retires though. There, he is. Let's be honest about it, he is up there uh, in age, but. I mean, th this offensive line is is pretty good under him. Um, so hopefully he doesn't, and they're able to to, you know, have him come back. Um, honestly, I think the entire defensive staff could get blown out. I I I, I wouldn't keep any of those guys. I, I wouldn't keep the, the, before you get because we're gonna run out of time here. Prefer, what do you think? Special I think, teams, I, think, I thought, made significant jump up towards the end of the season. I, I think I think Prefer's back. I think Prefer saved his job. I, I, the, you know, to your point, special yeah, teams. Yeah, I agree with you. I thought the special teams, uh, somewhere around the middle of the season, really. They turned a corner. Once Donovan Peoples Jones and, and, uh, Jerome Ford started, you know what I mean? Uh, returning, yeah. things kind of turned a, a corner it there. It changed the game. It did. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't think Mike Prefer is going anywhere. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I kind of like Mike Prefer. I can't get mad at him when a guy misses a kick. I mean, it's not like he's not kicking. I, I get it. It's the same thing you would say about Joe Woods if you want to say the same thing. All right, Daryl, we're going to come back. We'll be back on Tuesday morning for our next drop, and then we're going to go into uh, off-season mode here on the show, and we'll explain that to you in the next podcast as well. He's Daryl Ryder for Meredith Kane, our outstanding producer. Thanks for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland, and we will talk to you soon. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. Browns lose in our post-game edition against the Steelers by a final of 28-14. to 14.